Welcome to Top Advisor Marketing, where you will learn how to become a prolific online influencer, attract more ideal clients, and grow your practice. Brought to you by Top Advisor Podcasting, a done-for-you podcasting solution built just for trusted advisors. And now, your co-hosts of Top Advisor Marketing, Kirk Lowe and Matt Halloran. Hello and welcome to another Top Advisor Marketing Podcast. In financial services, there is this humongous behemoth of a thing that's out there that some of you like to dip your toes in the water. And some of you, this is your whole job, which is is the world of 401ks. And I have interviewed some really great people who help market with 401ks. And I've got somebody today that I'm going to pick his brain until he ain't got no brain left. 401k Jake is our guest today. Jake, welcome to the show. Thanks, Matt. Excited to be here with you. All right, man. So here's the funny thing. When I was a coach and a consultant, I worked with 401k providers on a regular basis, right? Uh, They were the worst marketers I've ever had in my entire life, and they have such unbelievable potential and opportunity. Where do we even begin, brother? I I think the early part of being a 401k advisor is understanding who you want to help. So niching down into the actual target market and not doing that based on size of plan, but on the actual industry that you feel the most comfortable with, the most excited about helping, that's step one. Most advisors just don't do that. We get resistance, and I know you do too, when you say that, that whole idea of the niche. In the 401k world, is your niche hospital systems? Now, hold on. Multi, uh, multi-employer plans, right? This whole MEPS thing that's going on. Where do you go with all of that? Because you know this MEPS thing, does that mess up the niche? Does that expand the niche? Help us with that. The, the MEP and the PEP discussion right now is real hot. There's a lot of people not sure how to go about it. Uh, I have a unique situation that I work with a medical association in Idaho, and it's ideal for a MEP, but we don't have one. I do actually help a MEP here in Utah, and it's a totally different niche. It just happened to be somebody that got us in there, and we do a good job helping them. Uh, And it's interesting because some of the startup plans that end up on that MEP probably could get a better deal on their own. But where I see some real potential, real good reason to join the MEP is the payroll integration, right? The payroll team at the PEO level. So when they're running their payroll is all done for them. So to me, that's a bigger reason to do a map and the PEP we'll see because there are some advantages there, but I just think it's more of a marketing play than anything. And so we'll see how it plays out. I, I don't see it being the, the new normal that everybody goes to. I just, I don't see that happening. Yeah. We were at a, Kirk and I were at a 401k conference and, and that's, I mean, that's like main stage, everybody talking about it, which was fascinating because yeah. I didn't know anything about it, but if you are a 401k provider, right? So this is your thing and you this is what you want to do. What are the most effective things that you have found to open the doors to gain more uh, market share within the plans that you want to help? Once I think the real trick is once you know your niche, go into their world. So leave the 401k and advisor industry. I mean, you have to be a part of that. You need to know the the lingo, you need to know the language. But your clients don't care about that. They don't want to know all these acronyms. They have their own acronyms. Try try to leave your world and go into theirs and understand their problems because the 401k is so far down their list that they really don't want to have to worry about it. So once they get a feel that you understand the world and you can solve this one problem down their list called the 401k or the cash balance plan or whatever retirement plan they have, they're going to trust you and they're going to do whatever you tell them at that point. I love that. 
the learning of the language and the understanding of how the employees themselves communicate. So now that I've done that, so I'm, I'm, I'm I would say, okay, you know what, Jake, I got a niche. So my niche is going to be podiatrists, right? I just, I love podiatrists. I don't know. I don't know where that came from. Um, <laughs> I'm, I'm going to leave my world one. as a financial advisor, right? So I'm going to go in and I'm going to learn all about whatever they talk about, especially larger f- groups that have these 401k plans. I start learning their language. Then what do I do? You just start helping. So rather than like teasing them and saying, well, we can do this or we, you know, we've seen this. This is what you should do. Just start helping jump in there and poke some holes in a positive way. Don't try to make anybody that made those decisions and put those plans in place to feel bad, but start to put yourself in their shoes and solve their problems. So a good example, podiatrist, maybe it's a single practice owner, husband and wife run the show. She's doing the books. They've got maybe two or three staff members. What is the design that makes the most sense for them now? First start by what amount of money can they put away? So really simplifying that rather than going down this path of you've got your administrator, your, your record keeper, and all these things that we talk about, what do they care? They want it to save on tax. So figure out how to help them understand that clearly in, in a simple format and you'll be golden. I don't know if there's just more and more people in the world who have had this epiphany, which is the epiphany that you just said there, which is the best way to market is to show people and give it away, right? I, I When I first started partnering with Kirk Lowe, one of the things that he said, and this was before we ever decided to merge, and he was helping me with my my my, uh, my coaching practice. He was like, Matt, just give that away. I was like, no, I'm not going to give that <laughs> away. That's, that's my secret sauce. And he, oh my God, this was so humbling. He said that that's not your secret sauce. He said, that's not secret. I know 50 other coaches who say the same thing. And I was like, ah! But here's the best part, right? If you give it a, if you give it away, they get to experience you, and there's where the trust starts to being built. And all of a sudden, you you have these people who are relying on you before they've ever signed anything. That's freaking brilliant. I hope all of you are going to write that down because you know we're only six minutes into this podcast, and 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 four hundred one k Jake just gave us a kick ass <laughs> uh, piece of advice. Okay, now. What's next? How, how do I increase? Because that to me seems not that's necessarily the everybody has, right? Unscaled. That's what they yeah. all want. Yeah. They want more business. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's to me, that's what I hear the most. And you're absolutely right. That takes time and it takes a lot of energy and it's not, there's not an easy fix. You can't pay for somebody to direct message a bunch of people on LinkedIn. That's not going to work. There's all these quick fixes people try to buy. It's not going to be that you have to rely on putting out like content, like you said, there's no secret sauce, put it out there because the real secret sauce is the hard work. So I don't mind putting videos out and telling everybody on LinkedIn, on Twitter, on YouTube, wherever I'm putting it, exactly what I do step-by-step because for them to copy it is going to take a ton of work and I highly doubt they're going to follow me. (laughs) They just won't. (laughs) I agree with that. Uh, and I, and I, it, it is the work. Now let's talk about realistic expectations for one K Drake. Okay. I'm going to start in the world of podiatry, right? Well, just for some reason, that's just going to be our foundation for today. How long is this work? What should my expectations be? Is it 
four months of really hitting the pavement hard and putting out kick-ass content? Is it four years? What is your experience? I would say it's probably going to be one to two years to really get your feet under you. If you're just brand new into this 401k space and you don't have any real traction at all, the sales cycle is about a year long. I mean, most plans don't don't change usually till the year end. So all the work you do in the first half of the year will eventually get you an opportunity in the, in the last half of the year when the decisions get made. But if you don't do anything in that first half when no decisions are made because you think this isn't working, you're not going to have anything in the fall. So you have to put in the effort. And as you start to get a couple clients under your belt, there the biggest way that we grow is through referrals. It's the most effective way to do it because most referrals are have trust in whoever's telling you about them. So that comes back to operationally, you have to have everything in order. You have to be efficient with your time and you have to really put their needs above your own because that will shine through. And when they feel that, when they feel that you really have their back, they're going to tell their friends about it. Then they have lots of friends in the industry and they'll let them know that you're the one that they should talk to. Yeah, dude, the, the, the tight knit circle is crazy. You think just being a regular, you know, run of the mill wall street or main street financial advisors tight, the 401k world is crazy tight. And it's very interesting how sharing when I was at the big 401k conference that, uh, advisor two X puts on with Ross Marino, I'm just, yeah, so last year. Yeah, dude, I'm just like walking around and, and I'm, you know, Hey, I don't know you, but Hey, I heard you say it was just really neat. And I don't normally see that at, at advi- regular advisor conferences. Uh, that was really, really neat. There's, it just seems to be a, a stronger culture of service than just being so focused on assets under management. But with all of that said, you still have to have some other aspects of your practice that need to be tight before you can execute this at scale. Why don't you talk about that? So for me, I find the, the most important part, you, the role you play as the advisor for the 401k is to get the right team in place. If you think you're going to have all the solutions, you're going to be the one-stop answer, you're, you're not going to go very far. You need to have really high-quality TPAs or third-party administrators. You need to know your record keepers. You have to continually do due diligence on both of these partners and know how they work together. You have to create this dream team for the basically your client to know what's best because they don't, they're not from K people. They don't need to know that stuff. That's why they hired you. You're, you're the middle of this wheel and you've got to get everything together. So it's not a process that's just done once you look, you're happy with Vanguard. So you stick with that. You've got to have more than just one arrow in your quiver, but you also have to tie in whatever is it that makes you a little bit unique from the next 401k advisor. And that could, most of them lean on this, investment management. I'm, I'm going to beat the market. They, they get really deep into that whole conversation. And I think that's kind of a mistake because anybody can, can kind of figure the way through that. I think there's a lot of resources to help you on the investment management side. And I don't, the secret there is really not that much different when you look at advisor to advisor, where you do seek success and differentiation is plan design. So having a great understanding of plan design and the right questions to ask and then knowing when to rely on your TPA to get involved in the conversation and having enough trust that they're going to support you as the advisor and not mess that relationship up or you know, go behind your back or do something like that. It just takes time and getting the right people in place. 
I have always found it humorous that the thing that a lot of financial services professionals hang their hat on is the number one thing they have absolutely no freaking control over, which is the moodiness of the stock market, right? But I love exactly. I love that you're focusing on plan design, and I'm going to ask you a, a question, and I could be wrong here. So plan design is cool, and I can understand that from a from a technical perspective, but shouldn't you offer more? I mean, as the, the, the 401k provider, shouldn't you be offering education and in, in resources and help me with that? Because this is something that I, I seem to be very confused about my most successful 401k. Just give me one second here. My most successful 401k practice that I've ever worked with. I'm still friends with They're They're in the Southern Georgia. They have I don't know, $700 million in 401ks, or I think one of the largest ones in their BD, if not the largest. And the way that they get more business is it's all about this education process. Do you, as a coach, as a branding person, as a 401k marketing person, is that something that you help advisors figure out? Or do you think that's just blowing smoke into the wind? No, there's absolutely some real thought that needs to go into how you're going to provide that wellness kind of component to the 401k. And a lot, it depends on your niche. So if you really look, if you're going after some really large enterprise, you know, thousands of people, you're going to have to rely on a third party to help you with that. That's either the record keeper or you bring in, you know, a separate party to do that, some different technology. But what I'm seeing now, it's, and it's kind of exciting in my opinion, is looking at what and this is what I've done in my practice. I've looked at what the online course industry has done. So you want to learn something, there's a course for it out there. Why can't you be the face of the training that goes out to all of these participants? We're all, we just went through COVID. We have all these uh, Zoom meetings. Like We're able to make these, these videos all the time. Why can't you be the one to make that and distribute that to all of the thousands of participants you have? And I don't see that happening quite yet. I've done it in my practice and I'm starting to get the ball rolling. It's still really early, but I'm, what I've done is I've created landing pages for each plan specific to their plan with this, the questions and answers that they all ask me, what, when can I get in my plan? What's my match? How do I, what is a 401k in the first place? I do it one time, one video and I do it well. And I add links to everything they need to know. And then I have a zoom link to my, my calendar so they can set up a 20 minute call if they want to dive deeper. And my big focus this year has been to transition some of those participants because a lot of them are physicians and, and nurses and, and um, physician assistants. They're making quite a bit of money and they need extra help personally. And I'm trying to actually get them over to our advisor channel because we differentiated that in our business. We've separated 401k from just our personal wealth management. And it's been working really well. We're getting more and more people over there. And I love it because they're getting the help they need. They're not just Googling an answer and guessing and trying to work their way through it. They actually get help. And we're starting to see results from that. And, and being, those results go, ahead, sorry. go right up the channel. Right. And, and being that resource, Jake, I mean, that to me is such a huge opportunity. Now, I'm going to – It's this is going to sound like a shill moment here, so just bear with me. But I personally think that podcasting is a magnificent way to do what you're talking about doing because, you know what, Jake? You're really good on video, dude. I've seen your videos, but not everybody is, right? So so I don't care if you use video, if you use writing, if you're a blogger, if you really like that, um, if you use what whatever text animation or if you use podcasting. If you are a 401k provider, if you start providing this education, right – 
where, you know, whether it's a monthly podcast, a biweekly podcast, where you're teaching, answering those questions so that they always have that as a resource, it's so much easier to refer to you because, Jake, here's the deal. I'll refer to one of your videos. Hey, dude, I just watched this great video by 401k Jake. Uh, he he just answered this question. I know he did. I don't remember what the answer was. But you know what? I'm going to send you the link to the video because I know that he answered that. That's so much easier of a referral, dude, than, hey, you know what? Uh, here's the phone number of this guy named Jake you don't know. Uh, he wants yep. to do a Zoom meeting and stare into your soul with his eyes. That's a very, very different way. So using mixed media, in my opinion, I'm, I'm asking you for, for guidance here, in my opinion, seems to be a great way to really expand your footprint and potentially help more people. Totally agree. I think most... We, we've been taught as advisors, you got to send out a newsletter and you've got to do a blog post. I hate writing. I, I'm just terrible at it. it. It really frustrates me when I do it. I can't ever get it where I like it. I would rather just grab my phone and talk. So for me, video and audio works really, really good and I love it. So for you as an advisor, you got to figure out where your talent is. Don't You don't have to be good at all of them. You don't have to be good at writing or doing videos, but what you do enjoy or you and your team or someone in your group can do is put out content and distribute it and create a community around that plan where they're all kind of feel like they're part of something, that they're excited to be involved with the 401k, that this isn't just some money that's taken away from their check. They actually feel like it's working towards their retirement and they're learning along the way, which is really valuable to them. And so freaking important, to, uh, you know, I mean, the the level of ignorance that I think people have, man, the mistakes that I made with my early 401k stuff, Jake, you would... You'd probably punch me in the throat, brother. But um, it was just a, nobody nobody was providing me with education. Now, I've referred to you repeatedly as 401k Jake, and I am a huge fan of branding. I think personal branding is one of the most important things that you can ever give yourself as a gift. This is a gift, right? So how do you help people? Well, hey, let's back up. How did you come up with your personal brand? What was the process and what has it done for you? Let's start there. Well, it was something that I was trying to figure out. I listened to a lot of different podcasts. I listened to Pat Flynn, and then I got interested to Gary Vaynerchuk. And I just was really fascinated what, what he was doing in the marketing and, and media space, but also had a personal brand and what it was leading to actual business where he does make money. And his personal brand, you know, he said, there was one episode where he just said, look, we don't waste time on requests for proposals and these big fancy videos. We walk in and... I, I just tell them, I'm Gary Vee, like hire me. They already know who he is. They know what he can do. So why do we show up to a proposal meeting with a committee for a 401k? They don't know anything about you. And you think you're going to convince them in a one hour meeting that you're someone they should trust with millions of dollars for all their employees. That's crazy. We have to get more familiar. We have to get their awareness of who we are and what we do. And not everyone's going to resonate with my message. And I'm fine with that. That's one of the best things I had to figure out was I don't care if I win a plan anymore. If I do, great. If they decide they don't like what I say, or I say the wrong thing, guess what? There's thousands and thousands of other plans out there, more people that need help. So I'm happy to go with somebody that does resonate and is excited to work with me. I think that's how it should be, do be done. It's been a while since I've heard somebody say what you just said there. And it's something that I always thought was humorous to me when I would go speak at conferences and stuff. It's like everybody's fighting for the scraps that fall from the table. They don't realize that 
they have a seat at the table. Uh, there's so <laughs> yeah. many people to help out there that that we need to look. And that's why I like the 401k community so much is it seems that you all do want to help each other so much. So when it comes to your brand, let's talk about what that's done for you. It's, I mean, it's opened doors in ways I did not expect. It's created awareness where I'll walk into an opportunity and they'll mention, oh, I saw this YouTube video or I listened to this podcast and I had no idea. I thought it was just, I thought most of my listeners were just advisors and wholesalers. I mean, that's kind of who responds and, and I talk to the most in the 401j kind of setting. And it's actually showing my clients the level of expertise and the influence I'm having on the industry which has just been really fun. And it's, it, it gives you a sense of your, I'm doing something that's helpful and that just carries on and, and it's hard to keep it up. The biggest thing is you cannot expect results right away. You can't do anything really for any results. You just got to do it because you love it and you want to see people get better. Yeah. And I think the days of walking into an opportunity because of the name of your firm are limited. I don't think that matters as much anymore as the kind of person you're going to, you are, and that you will help them do. You're the brand and more advisors need to understand that and stop leaning on their firm's name because that's not going to really last much longer. Remember an advisor who uh, had some very fundamentally unique and different things that, that he did, but he held himself out as Raymond James. I'm like, dude, your <laughs> name isn't Raymond James. He's like, yeah, but everybody knows Raymond James. And I'm like, before I got into this industry, I didn't know what Raymond James was. I love I love the fact that you're fishing, that you're fishing in the waters that you know are going to provide you because of the niche idea, right? So that's fantastic. But I also love that you're reinforcing something. This is very uh, self-promoting here. Uh, but I love that you're talking about the fact that this is not a quick fix. So many financial services professionals, and I know that this happens in the 401k world because I saw their booths, by the way, buy leads, uh, you know, get in front of the HR directors and I do this for you and I do this for you when it really is, it's the grind, right? And so if you put that time in and you're pumping out content like you do, uh, that's where everything changes. Now, let's talk about content, my friend. How often are you putting stuff out? You know, I don't have like a very super strict schedule around it. I, my goal is, was for a while to have two podcasts a week. And I, one of them was an interview podcast and one was just me talking. I found that the interview ones do get a lot more traction and are actually a little more entertaining. And so I'm really kind of going down that path more and more. I like to get out. It all started, honestly, the first way that I made this content thing really come together was I made a promise to myself that I would do this thing called Thursday thoughts. Every Thursday I would put a video on LinkedIn and that's where it started. I think in January, I was like, you know what, enough of just once in a while, putting a video out, video out. Like I made a commitment every week that I couldn't go to sleep unless I put that video out. And sometimes it was at midnight and that's where you have to start. You can't expect to be up there and, and putting high quality detailed content like Jeannie or, or Alex or the other leaders in the industry. You just have to start. And you'll figure it out along the way. 401 Jake was never, I never thought the end game. I don't even know what the end game is, but I know that I'm enjoying it and it makes me happy to do it. And so I'm, I'm adding to that. I'm realizing I got to do better on Twitter. So I'm trying to do better there. LinkedIn's been just extremely amazing. Organically, it's amazing. I don't spend money on ads either. I just put stuff out for free. <laughs> so people don't realize how easy it is to start a podcast. The hard part is not giving up. Yes. 
Oh my gosh. So, the number of people who've started a podcast and only get six episodes in is astronomical. Um, so I love crazy. the consistency. I love the promise yourself to get it done. That's even better. And I love that you love the medium because your energy just comes through, right? Um, I interviewed Jeannie, by the way, uh, at that, that, that conference. And she brought up a couple of things that were, that was fantastic. She looks at LinkedIn like a game, right? So she looks <laughs> at LinkedIn like it's not, she's pretty competitive, like a, like a competition, like how many of the right people can I get? And what is the best way for me to get in there? And, and I love that because hers is a little bit more of a personal approach where you're looking at a little bit more of a scale, which is the top of the funnel to bring them into the middle of the funnel, which will bring them to the bottom of the funnel where they know 401 Jake and they know he's the guy. Right, he's the guy who works with me because I've already self-selected through the funnel process. If you could give a new 401k provider, an advisor, a piece of advice when it comes to marketing or branding as we wrap up today's podcast, what would it be? Stop caring what other people think. That's what that's what stops people the most is they worried about negative comments or uh, what, what they, they just worry too much about what everyone else will say, get over that, be yourself, put it out there. Don't try to copy someone else. Just be you and everything will work out. You'll be amazed at how quick people will be aware of you. When I first met Jeannie at a Napa conference after she'd been putting out videos, I felt like I was meeting like a movie star and I was like, Jeannie, I can't believe you're in front of me. This is amazing. And that's what I think is the power behind social media. People don't get it. It's that's where we live right now. That's where you get to see people. That's where their attention is. It's not on your website. It's on social media. So you have to put yourself out there, figure out compliance because people all the time blame compliance. There's people that work for large broker dealers that are putting out content everywhere. TikTok, LinkedIn, all of them. Mm -hmm. They figured it out. Mm -hmm. Don't let that stop you. Just do it. Just do it. Amen. You know, it's one of those things, uh, asking for uh, forgiveness is better than asking for permission. And yeah, you can you get your hand slapped a little bit? Well, of course you can. And I'm not saying that you need to go out and start putting out, you know, questionable content, which you don't. But uh, that's that's uh, something that I think once you start applying pressure, and here's where I think a lot of people have issues with, with broker dealers, is when they say, I want a podcast, I want a podcast, I want to do videos, I want a TikTok, I want an Instagram. They have no plan, right? So the compliance people are like, you have no plan. And so they're not going to approve you, period, which is unfortunate. Okay, Jake. I'm sure that there are people listening to this who, who want to experience your energy and your expertise more often. First off, do you do that, my friend? I mean, should other advisors call you and, and, and work with you in some way, shape, or form? And two, what is the best way for them to reach out to you? Yeah, I've actually been having a lot of different coaching calls and getting a few advisors, some off the ground, some are leaving the wholesale industry and becoming advisors. So the variety has been really impressive. And I'm, I'm still in that early phase. So I only have a handful of, of I guess, students, you could say. Uh, and it's been really interesting to kind of hear their problems and to see if they'll take the advice. The accountability is really big. So you can find out more. 401jake.com is my website. Uh, and there's contact info and everything there. But most importantly... I think what I'm trying to do is create a community around this. And so there's going to be some changes with 401 Jake going forward. I'm actually working on an idea called the 401 club, which has been starting to come together as I'm realizing we all are in this together. And there's advisors that are just starting that don't know where to turn. And there's some really experienced people that are happy to help. And I'm just going to create a way to bring them together 
And so there'll be more on that coming out soon, but that's, that's really where I'm, I'm taking this and I'm excited to, to build this community and help each other as we, and we do that. We see success in 401ks, which leads to more families having a chance to retire and enjoy their time together. That's the ultimate why. And Jake has successfully done something that we've said on this podcast over and over again, which is you have to market to your ideal client and prospect in the medium they prefer while they're there with organic content. So when you're ever present and omnipresent, if you're on LinkedIn, Twitter, Facebook is the big three, but then you know that Pinterest, Instagram, TikTok are options for you. Wherever this niche is that he talked about right at the beginning of the show, wherever they live, you got to live there too. All right, Jake, 401 Jake. This has been fun, dude. I like picking your brain. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I think that there's a great opportunity within the 401k world to try to help more and more people. Um, if there's anything we can do at Top Advisor Marketing to help, or even better, if there's anything that 401j can help you with, please make sure that you follow him on social media and find out more and more about what he does. So, Jake, man, thanks for being on the show. Thanks, Matt. Appreciate it. If you have not subscribed to the podcast, make sure you click that subscribe now button below. That way, every time we come out with a new podcast, it'll show up directly on your listening device. And if you have a topic idea or question or questions that you would like Kirk and I to answer, or if there's somebody you'd like me to interview, please just email me, Matt, at topadvisorm.com. Next, if you are a 401k person and you say, you know what, I think I'd like to be behind the microphone and I'd love to have the opportunity to provide great content and education to my plan participants. We have a solution for you. I'd love to talk to you about it. I'm not going to talk about it right now. So for 401 Jake and all of us here at Top Advisor Marketing, we'll see you on the other side of the mic very soon. Are you ready to change the way you communicate with your clients? Are you tired of being the best kept secret in your area? Learn how to become a prolific online influencer, attract more ideal clients, and grow your business. Contact us today and see what the power of podcasting can do for your business. Click on the Contact Us link on our website at topadvisormarketing.com and set up a call to learn more. Follow us on LinkedIn and Facebook for more updates and information. This was brought to you by iris.xyz a platform helping financial professionals become better in business and life through new media and new voices. Visit them and learn more at iris.xyz.